You think I organized this? What, a chance to drop in on your own eulogy? I wouldn't put it past you. True, yes. I might have enjoyed it, had I not been murdered. Oh, you'll do anything for attention, won't you? Excuse me, may I point out that I died of a heart attack, and immortals do not die of heart attacks. Unless they're induced heart attacks. Exactly. And the timing could not have been worse. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And this is Eamon. All Are right. going to hear that phrase like 50,000 times in this episode? Fiddle-dee-dee. 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 That's right. Bumblebee. That's about the Transformer, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Interesting. talking talking transformers we're talking already Transformer. talking transformers four seconds into the the podcast the bumblebee movie's good though but i think i've said that before anyway sure, welcome go, to the Highlander rewatch podcast uh this week we are talking about season six episode seven unusual suspects uh but before we get into the game uh kyle and Eamon, why don't you tell us like you know we're still in quarantine things are chugging away why don't you tell us about that how's well, it going how's it going uh my girlfriend has banned me from buying t-shirts online uh-oh interesting do you have too I many t's bought a lot i have too many t's too many t's all right I mean, too many I have this t's boba fett star wars holiday special t-shirt that only has one t in it though just in star i know what the but there's but how many t's are there in fett two two baby three t's t's three t's on a t three t's on t not like Terminator 2. That's T2. That's T2. Terminator 2. Right. Judgment T. Uh, the foster parents are dead. Wolfie's fine, honey. <laughs> anyway, even tell us about your t-shirt. I love it. Uh, so it's from the animated portion of the Star Wars Holiday Special, which everybody should see. The and only good part it's of the best the, part of the, the only good part. Yeah. And not uh, the Jefferson Starship performance. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, I love I love Bitey. What's his name? Bitey? No. Grump- uh, is it Grumpy? The grandpa? Itchy. Grumpy. It's scratchy. Scratchy. It's a weird scene in there in that treehouse. It's all very weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the art and I like Boba Fett. Um, so I bought this shirt from Pacific Sunwear. All right. <laughs> Wild. I also bought a Miller High Life t-shirt. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Really? You felt that strongly about it? I do. <laughs> Brand loyalty, baby. Is it uh, like is, beverage? Is it a, a? Is it just like the logo? Is it the current logo? It's like the old logo of like a woman on a moon. Oh, okay. Um, I'll wear it next time. All right, great. We'll hold you to it. <laughs> and I also watched this movie. I'm going to show it. Uh, Equalizer 2000. Whoa. Now, does this have anything to do with the original TV show, The Equalizer, or the uh, Denzel Washington uh, movie, The Equalizer? 
It has everything to do with both. No, it okay. doesn't. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird, like, it was in, shot in the Philippines. It's like a Mad Max ripoff. And it's ah. basically about a guy that just piles a bunch of guns on other guns and oh. uses it as one gun. Like a Voltron sort of. Uh... Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Wow. Uh, and it was all filmed in a quarry. And there's lots of shots of people, like, running over rocks. And I'm like, people have had to break their ankles during this movie That's that was my, that was my takeaway from the movie wow <laughs> fun but, times yeah. what else are you gonna do i guess not I, kyle what have you yeah. been up to during the pandemic this week? a lot uh i got a new job oh congratulations uh i just got married <laughs> oh wow uh congratulations <laughs> yeah we're still gonna have like a big wedding next year but uh it's official baby wow, uh, wow. that's great so, yeah, so those two things happened. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much else to share than that. Those are two big things. I don't have any cool t-shirt stories, but... Um, mm. that's, yeah, I think, uh, sorry to hop I off think, camera. I think uh, Mowage is uh, a little bit more exciting than a t-shirt. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty nice Maybe. t-shirt, though. It is a good t-shirt. Is a good I t-shirt. do love me some Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how about you, Keith? What's new in your world? I've got all sorts of updates, and they're all like weirdly sad or something, but I'm going to say them anyway, because mm. that's what mm. we're doing. Uh, mm. So uh, it's been a weird, rough week. Uh, my car broke down, so I don't have a car anymore. So that's fun. Uh, so it's just like stressful, and you know, it broke down like in the middle of the street, and I had to push it, and it was just like, ah, oh, this fucking stinks, man. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The car has uh, served me well. It's been uh, good. Uh, but now it is no more, so it has been totaled. Um, so that's just a drag. Um, but um, everybody on the podcast has probably followed along to some extent that, you know, we rescued some kittens. Um, and actually, yeah, I don't know uh, if you guys even know uh, these details yet. Uh, but yeah, Dan Dan uh, was a kitten we kept uh, because he had a heart murmur. Um, and so we wanted to give him, you know, the care he and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, as a result of that heart murmur, Dan Dan had his first stroke this week oh geez so that was very sad actually and it uh, sadly uh kyle it made uh it was actually on the eve of your wedding <laughs> yeah you mentioned that it's very sad it was very mm. sad uh so yeah he had a i guess um some sort of blood clot or something which caused the stroke and you know uh but the good thing is is that you know the the effects of that were temporary uh and it was pretty mild um so he's back to normal he's playing he's having a great time uh which is good and you know we made sure to get new medicines for him and all sorts of stuff and things are things are okay uh but it was just kind of scary and sad and um so that's thanks uh and also the other sad bummer of a thing is just uh i don't know if other people out there are experiencing stuff like this so i figured i'd just share it in case people are or whatever but like having conversations with people you care about uh, about race or gender uh, or sexual identity is really, really hard. And uh, I've been trying to do that with some people I care about a lot. And it is emotionally draining, especially uh, I think when, uh, you know, you kind of have to bring everything to the table. Uh, you know, if certain people don't want to read stuff or whatever, it's, uh, it is just, it's just exhausting. It's been killing me like all week having to, to, to grapple with this stuff. Uh, but it's important. And so if you're out there and you're trying to have these conversations with people that you know, uh, whether it's online or in person. Uh, well, I would say in person is always kind of best. It helps uh, socially distance, of course. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough and, uh, you know, good on you for for trying, uh, you know, and keep keep trying. I think it's worth it. 
so that's it so that's my like weird bummer of a thing to open the show so yeah mm-hmm. sorry guys but Amon's t-shirt is great and it gets a lot of <laughs> thumbs up well yeah this t-shirt no yeah, uh, I, and I, I, I had... also like to say it's just a sad thing no one's even asked about my t-shirt so but it's oh, okay is that a highlander rewatch t-shirt i don't even want to say anymore <laughs> it is of course it is well what yeah baby two of those you do great you drew it man two. i drew it you designed it though so I guess. let's all suck each other's dicks <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh no i i had a couple uh tense conversations with my mother uh recently due to political type things that's always hard and uh i commend you keith for trying because many people do not as you know and also we just live in hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. you know of course other countries have it worse but um it's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. I saw a video of a fire tornado, a thing I thought only existed in video games. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was only somebody's special move. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's like a Charmander yeah. deal or something. They must yeah. have been watching that. Uh, They're real. Uh, that movie you watched where they just pile the guns on top of each other. They're like, we got to take these natural disasters and just put them Step together. Them up. Yeah, get some Step lightning and snow in there. Baby. Yeah. Kyle has moved into a new location. We're going to continue. This week, we are talking about Season 6, Episode 7, Unusual Suspects. But before we get into the episode dates and deets and our thoughts on it, we're going to play the catalog game. You guys ready? Ooh, ready. I'm ready, baby. All right, so this week, we are reading out of the Highlander 1999 catalog. And uh, I could put it on the screen in a second. We're going to be talking about the Highlander fiddle, which is uh, a tie-in with this episode. Hey, diddle diddle. Ooh, hey, That's diddle right. diddle. The cat and the fiddle-dee-dee, the official Highlander fiddle. Let's bring it up. I'm just kidding, That's... by the way. There's no Highlander fiddle. I wish there was. I was. I had no problem believing it, honestly. <laughs> Wouldn't be great. Maybe you should do it now. You, you tricked me. That's the merch everybody wants. The Highlander Curare Poison. <laughs> All right. Since we're talking about the uh, end of the season, or end of the series, I guess, this whole season, uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about some uh, merch that was available through the last convention they had, uh, which was, I guess, what was it called? The, uh, the Highlander Celebration, I believe, um, when the series ended. Yep. So we're going to be talking about the Celebration Snapshot set of 10. The hearty laughs, zany looks, and great camaraderie that filled the celebration weekend have been captured in this fun collection of 10 video frame grabs taken from the convention video master. We selected the best candid shots of Adrian Paul, Peter Wingfield, Stan Kirsch, Jim Burns, Elizabeth Grayson, Alexander Vanderdoot, and all of your favorite Highlander stars to create a series of snapshots certain to liven up your Highlander memorabilia collection. Eight and a half by eleven with attractive portfolio. Ooh, an attractive portfolio. That's right. Ooh, so attractive. Uh, interesting. That, and these are the ten. These are the ten uh, screen grabs. <laughs> screen grabs, guys. So let's look at this Elizabeth Grayson one for a second, because it looks like there's like scratches on it or something. Or is that the All catalog? Right, Oh, uh, that's probably the catalog. Probably wrinkles in the page. I'm hoping. Okay. Uh, although it does look like, it looks like it's a picture of a TV monitor or something. 
I can't it tell. Does <laughs> interesting. Weird. That's like what is this? Last week's episode? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're all in meat space, guys, right now. Nothing digital. All in meat space. Of course, I did not explain the rules as I usually do. So the way the game works is Kyle and Eamon are going to guess how much they think the retail price of this item costs in 1999. Uh, they can get within 20% of the actual retail price, higher or lower. Whoever gets it closest wins my respect for the rest of the uh, episode and also gets to give their opinion first at the end of the show. So Kyle and Eamon, how much thing. do you think the celebration snapshots set of 10 item number 489 costs hmm. i'm gonna guess that this went for a cool 39.99 39.99 all right i might be putting too much stock in the attractive portfolio but <laughs> i'm going for it might be leather bound who knows it could be we don't yeah, know, you the never know. They usually tell us. it could be 200 dollars <laughs> Two hundred dollars. Uh, I'm gonna say it was fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. All right. Well, this is exciting because in a rare occurrence, I have won the game. Yes. Whoa. What? You both missed the mark, guys. I'm sorry. Actual retail price is nineteen ninety five. Wow. 19? Oh, that's what a deal. Almost a bargain. Yeah, I'm surprised, Kyle, that. <laughs> Or, Eamon, you were willing to spend $50 for screen graphs. These hey, aren't man. even taken with a camera. It's a celebration, baby. It is, it's a celebration. A, it is quite the celebration. That's right. And, and that, uh, oh, sorry. That attractive portfolio. Mm. Mm. That's right. Uh, and this more. today would cost $31 to buy these 10 pictures. So. Roger Daltrey in a dress. I mean, how could you say no to that? I know. There's also, you can see Roger is singing up in that one picture, which is pretty cool. Like and that was at that a is convention. Cool. That yeah, like, sounds. It must that must have been a very good convention. The stories I've heard of the deal that it was awesome. Uh, that it really was like the coolest Highlander thing. So oh, and like Roger Daltrey and Jim Burns teaming up. That's pretty that's cool. Really cool. That is really cool. All right, that, so yeah. that's how you play the old Highlander catalog game, guys. What a time! Congratulations, Keith. I know it's great. So I can finally respect myself, which I usually don't ever. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be short-lived, but. You never know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this will carry on beyond. Well, we can only hope. Anyway, so we are talking about Season 6, Episode 7, The Unusual Suspects Today. This episode first aired November 16, 1997. It was directed by Dennis Berry. This is his 31st episode of Highlander out of 34. Wow. So there's only three more to oh, go. No. Oh, no. We're really, uh, <laughs> really running out here. I know it's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. So this season, uh, from him, we've seen Avatar, Sins of the Father, uh, and Patient Number Seven. So far. all home runs of episodes. That's right. <laughs> Dennis Perry's a great director, though, uh, and he's uh, he is. he's uh, yeah, he he knows how to film Highlander now. I think he's a pro. Uh, and this episode is written by Maury Ravinsky, uh, yeah. friend of the show. Uh, and we'd also like uh, to take this as a reminder to check out his books if you haven't. Uh, you can go to the heart and, heart and other strangers, uh, com and get some info on his book. Or, of course, you can always head to Amazon, uh, search Maury Ravinsky, um, or search The Heart and Other Strangers, uh, or any of his other books. Uh, and they're really great. He's a fantastic writer and a great friend. Uh, and uh, this is a great episode, I think. So, spoiler alert, I'm saying that now. 
so um, he wrote the last hour episode we watched, which was Black Tower. Uh, but this is it. This is the final Mori Ravinsky Highlander episode. Uh, oh, so this one's sad. more like it. That's right. So I thought I'd run down all the Maury Ravinsky episodes real quick. So uh, the very first episode we saw from him was in season two, which was The Fighter, which is one of my favorites. Uh, I love that episode. Uh, then we get season three, The Cross of St. Antoine and Blackmail. In season four, he wrote Brothers in Arms and The Blitz. Uh, season five was The End of Innocence. And season six is Black Tower and Unusual Suspects. So They called it The Blitz. That's right. That and if you, on, <laughs> if you go on IMDb, it does say that Maury wrote another episode, uh, which is the series finale. That is not true. Uh, but for some reason, he has IMDb credit on there. Um, although I believe that episode was written by David Tynan. Uh, I don't know if there's hmm. maybe like a flashback or something in there that maybe gave him writing credits. Uh, Interesting. I don't, I don't know how that all works. But yeah, he did not write the final episode. This is really the final episode Maury wrote. Likewise, Maury, I actually don't know how that works. You for, know. Yeah, I don't know how that works for writers in like at least modern TV. Like, if you write an episode and get paid for an episode, but then a portion of that episode is used in another episode, do you get residuals for that, or or do you only paid for it the once, uh, hmm. like in its entirety? And if it's cut up, do you not get paid for those? Lines? I have no idea how that works. Mm, Me neither. Somebody better write uh write the Writers Guild and let us know. So yeah, let us know how quip shows work. <laughs> Get money, get paid. That's right. We got guest stars in this episode. Roger Daltrey, he's back. He's back. This is his fifth of seven episodes. Uh, So his previous episodes have been The Hunters, Starcross, Till Death, The Stone of Schoon as well. Uh, That's it. I mean, a bunch of classics in there. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, This episode also guest stars, uh, I guess it's Cheo Rakos or Seo Rakos as Juliet Fitzcairn uh, and Hugh Simmon as Tynebridge. Now, these two people uh, are mostly in French productions, uh, so Mm. I'm not really familiar with a lot of their work, uh, but but both of them have acted in, you know, a decent amount. uh, Stuff I just don't think uh, most of our audience knows about, uh, and I don't, certainly. Uh, This episode also guest stars Nicholas Clay as Loxley. Uh, he played Lancelot in 1981's Excalibur film, which uh, starred Nigel Terry, who we remember as Gabriel de Zompeton. Uh, oh. he, he must love that universe because he is also in the Merlin miniseries starring Sam Neill. Ah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, and he, as, if, as it's like he was in all of the miniseries of the 90s. He was also in the Armand Asante miniseries of the Odyssey. Oh, wow. Whoa. I remember so, taping that off TV. Yeah, I remember. Watch, I've, I feel like I watched that relatively recently, and it was truly atrocious. But <laughs> I remember it being like a TV event. Also, Odysseus got cucked. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? All those suitors, all right? All those suitors, baby. Yeah. Well, she doesn't go for any of them. She doesn't go for any of them. And then Odysseus unsuccessfully cucked. And, and murders them all. So that's like kind of the opposite. Wow. He shot an arrow through a bunch of X handles or X. And then into their bodies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To kill them. Well, guys, on a a sadder note, Nicholas died in the year 2000. So that is very sad. In the year 2000, that was a while ago. It was. Uh, It was a while ago. It's crazy. Um, 20 years. I'd also like to point out. you know, reading these guest stars, that there are two people that we have not seen yet in this uh, season. 
who are featured prominently in the credits, which is Amanda yeah. and Mythos. It has been seven episodes since we've seen them, and they're in the opening credits, and uh, there's not many more to go. Yeah, that's wild. And I wild. think, Eamon, you brought that up uh, the very first time when we started this season, like, what the hell, man? Like, I'm seeing them in the credits. I expect to see them in the show, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, what yet. the fuck? Yeah, it does, kind of, it does feel kind of shitty. It's like a bait and switch, right? It yeah. is. I mean, at this point, seven episodes, that's a lot. It's too many. Too many. All right. Another T. Yeah. Got to get my, my mythos and my Amanda fix. Yeah, this feels like a, an episode that could have an Amanda in it, but yeah, I, I like that it's, uh, you know, I guess they keep it small. That's fine. Oh, sure. But I guess we've already seen the three of them have their big wrong. This is true. Very true. This is true. <laughs> oh, uh, also, you know what? There's something else we did not mention uh, that we should call attention to before we jump into this episode, which is uh, an important date, I guess, passed and was pointed out uh, by a friend of the podcast on our Facebook page uh, that we kind of missed uh, announcing our five-year anniversary. So how about that? We've been doing oh. this since... I know, Kyle, you look like you're like... Nah. I can't nope. fucking believe that. I, that neither is... can I. Five that years. That's right. Cheers for Cheers five, for five years. years. Cheers for five years. Congratulations to all of our listeners for mm-hmm. us for allowing fun. them to listen to us for five years. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, I remember I've, I have vivid rem- memories of releasing the podcast uh, because we released it intentionally uh, on Labor Day weekend, I think. Uh, and so we had recorded three episodes at once because we wanted to drop a bunch uh, at the same time so people could like kind of get into the show. Uh, but I also remember it was extremely stressful because we had to do, I remember we recorded four episodes in a day. One of them was like a trial episode, which who knows if that'll ever see the light of day. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, then we recorded all those episodes, put them together, and then it was a mad rush because we released three episodes at once and still needed to be a weekly podcast. So uh then we were like right back in the studio recording even more, trying to, you know, jumpstart the show. So it was cool. Uh, but yeah, Labor Day weekend, vacations, the ocean, and Highlander. Wow. Wow. Better together. Wow. So. We've been to we've been to Florida and California. That's true. Florida. And, and to hell and back. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you, you re- but you repeat yourself, Florida. Jeez. <laughs> <That's right>. uh, <laughs> Sorry to our listeners in Florida. Florida was a wonderful, well, I was going to say a wonderful time. Uh, it, was, it was not. That it was, was the Lashcon, baby. <laughs> we it was ate very some pretty. I loved, uh, the, I loved the foliage. I love the foliage. Love the lidge. Love yeah. the fish. Love Mr. Fish. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fish was great. Gotta love Mr. No, Fish. Anyway, we're, we're, we're not here to talk about Mr. Fish. Uh, that, there Mr. go all fish. my notes. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's talk about... Bus puppies. Ooh. They were good too. Anyway, uh, let's talk about unusual suspects. Uh, so, how's it start? Ooh, we start on surprise, surprise. Fitzcarran Manor. He's got a manor, baby. That's right. He's loaded. Uh, loaded Fitz. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's in 1928. I wonder if that will become relevant later. <laughs> hmm. 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 I wonder. And Fitz so, is. Coming from somewhere? I don't know where. Fitz is, what we will come to find out is Fitz is late to his own party in some way. Like, he's invited his business partners over for a concert slash grouse hunt the next day. I don't know, but they are already there 
and then he shows up. Right. And to clarify, it is a grouse and executive witch hunt, which I thought was a very funny line. Uh, which his guests don't seem uh, too amused uh, with. But also, uh, this might be my least favorite part of the episode, literally just these like eight seconds, because it's like a weird day for night chat. And I'm like, ah, it's day for night. Ugh. It's always just never looks good. Yeah, and he like rolls up on his butler's foot and just leaves the car parked there as the guy is just very obviously in pain and it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, he rolls under the over this guy's foot so bad that he's stuck. He's done. He yeah. might die out there. He does die. He does. Die. Yeah. Eventually, Eventually, yes. This is very true. Oh, Spoilies. Uh, so Fitz is there with his business associates. We've got what? An accountant? We've got who else is there? Uh, his solicitor. Yep. And like his actual like business partner. Right. Uh, and so I, I, they're, they're getting together for this grouse hunt, but uh, Fitz decides to put on a concert ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> And so he plays this song. He's got like a little trio there. Fitz plays the clarinet. Uh, and they play Which, this. When he pulled out a clarinet, I laughed out loud. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> a regular what's, what's wrong with the, cla- What's wrong with here? the clarinet, Kyle? What's that? I don't know. I don't oh, think no? anyone cool in history has ever played clarinet. Well, I uh, am a testament to that. As a <laughs> yeah. former Keith clarinet. is actually a very good clarinet player, if that was not obvious from the context. <laughs> is that not obvious? Uh, uh, Keith, are you gonna regale us with a little solo? You know what? I'm not joking. I thought about yesterday. I was like, maybe I should <laughs> get out my clarinet, clarinet and play this song. And then I said, no, no one needs to be to hear that. No one wants that. So no, it's not happening. No, no. Aww. Fiddle D, no. Um, <laughs> so his wife, <laughs> his Fitz is now married to a woman named Juliet. That's right. Who uh, gets up, gives them a little smoochy smooch. They then like kind of make out in front of their guests. Yeah, like that's very they, uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they play this song, Fetal DD. They're like, ooh, let's get some kind of rights-free stuff to play here. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, this is like an old nursery rhyme, basically. And uh, I guess they said it's a music or whatever. And uh, that's this. Uh, so yeah, Fiddle DD, the fly is married, the bumblebee, the future all liberals want, right? Yeah, this is this is disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Oh boy. A no, fly should good. not marry a transformer. That's right. Organic and non-organic life should not intermix. Beep, burp, burp, beep, beep. There we go. Uh, and what uh, is this? The Matrix? Ooh. Uh, so anyway, so as Fitz is playing uh, his solo, uh, and his wife is singing, uh, he suddenly like chokes up and can no longer play, is kind of flubbing all the notes and then collapses. And uh, well, that's like our cold open. It's like, bum, 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 he's dead. Uh, and that's it, and she, this is the cold open. And we get a, a big scream, which is gonna become uh, maybe my favorite running gag in this episode, I love it, so. Yeah, she screams and then there's like a glass breaking sound <laughs> glass effect. breaks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, so that's the cold open. Um, and so right off the bat, we know this is a comedy episode. So we should mention, uh, this might, is this the last comedy episode, I wonder? I'm curious. Uh, I think so. It might be. So in all our comedy episodes, I think we realized very early on recording this show that, hey, it's really hard to talk about like comedy because like 
we can't make it funny. Uh, there's nothing necessarily we can add to some of the comedy. Uh, so we're going to do our best to like maybe sh play some clips of stuff. Uh, I know I'll say right off the bat, definitely watch this episode. I think you'll uh, have a lot of laughs. Um, but yeah, it's always kind of weird to talk about the funny episodes, I think, because, uh, you know, there's not like moral questions necessarily or all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I just want to hang a lantern on that. Yeah, and it's like, what are we doing? Making jokes about the jokes they make? Like, exactly, yeah. So that's that feels a little weird. So, uh, And sometimes we've been able to jokes. talk, I think, more successfully about the unsuccessful comedy episodes because we can point out like where they maybe go wrong. Uh, mm. But for me, I think this is an episode where it goes right. Uh, so uh, anyway, so let's chop back into the episode. So we cut now uh, the next day, I guess, to Fitz's funeral, or maybe it's not the next day or whenever. Actually, it probably is the next day, I guess, right? Yeah. Mac cannot show up to a funeral on time to save his goddamn life. Like, he just rolls up on a funeral in progress, and no one thinks that's weird. Also, like, I don't know. Do people give the eulogy at the gravesite? That's never happened at a funeral I've attended. Oh. But, on but TV, maybe it does. On TV, I, you'd think that that's how it goes 100% of the time. I'm not trying to say that it never happens that way. But, but you're right though. The, I never thought about that. Like she's like giving her eulogy about these meaningful worlds, fetal DD. <laughs> That's so good. Like, when she's like, like the last thing she heard was our love song, Fiddle DD, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Max kind of like, ooh. <laughs> well, this is dumb. <laughs> who, uh, I who? love I love Max look though. He's he's looking sharp. He's got that hat. He's who? got that pencil mustache. He's looking very good. Very, very dapper. dapper. Very dapper. I mean, he's Body. only dapper because he's wearing that that suit, and you're, they invite you to think he's dapper. If he looked a little bit creepier, you'd be like in a John Waters thing, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> so the coffin is lowered into the earth, uh, yes. and then Mac, I guess, gets the buzz while this is happening, and so he like looks off to the greenhouse and goes to investigate. And there's this huge greenhouse. This this whole estate is rather beautiful. Uh, wherever this is uh, in France. Um, but yeah, they go into this grand, or he goes into this grand greenhouse, and uh, who's there but Fitz? What? Oh, uh, so Fitz explains to him, and this is the clip at the opening of the episode, that, uh, you know, this this was not an accident or something. Like, someone murdered him, and the timing couldn't be more uh, perfect, it, it's, it would seem. So he thinks something is afoot. Because he has right. funneled all of his, he's funneled all his money, but hasn't actually set up where it's going. So, right. and he's not set up a new identity either. I believe to like claim it. Uh, so he has no one really to give it to yet. Uh, so that's the scenario. Uh, so this is like an immortal. Uh, it's like knives out, except it's like swords out, right? Mm. Yeah, very much like that. Except it's, there's no swords out in this episode. It's, it's Highlander yeah. Clue is mm -hmm. what's on here. Uh, <laughs> whose body is in the in the casket great question it's got to be filled with like something they put rocks in there Beans or something, or yeah. something. So it's got to be heavy i don't yeah. know they had that meat, lock, that meat locker maybe they just put a you know a side of beef in there yeah that Ooh. is i mean i guess you know that you have a massive estate when it includes a meat locker mm -hmm. but uh also meanwhile mac is like drooling over fitz's wife Yes, uh, she ends up coming into the, the greenhouse, correct? Yes. Uh, and so there's some comedy where Mac has to like shoe fits off to the side, uh, but Mac is definitely like, ooh la la, and I guess she's a little like smitten with Mac too, right? 
She loves that mustache, baby. That's right. I love the music here too. Like every every part of this is like amplified cheesiness. Like the music is really sappy. Anytime she kind of lays on this sort of like, oh, woe is me. It's great. Uh, mm -hmm. But of course, Fitz is actually worried because uh, he loves Juliet and he's worried that, you know, whoever is after his money, you know, she's next in line. So she might be, you know, uh, under the knife or under the knife. That's like a surgical term. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting stabbed is what I want to say. Maybe she'll get stabbed. I don't know. Maybe shot. Who knows? Uh, but Fitz maybe is worried both. about her. Maybe both. <laughs> God, Ooh. she's beautiful. Oh, boy. And so, Fitz okay. kind of is like, don't move in on her. And Fitz Max is just like, I'm gonna fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what he's like. Yeah. Uh, that dog, but, that, that dirty dog. dog. Dirty mm -hmm. Duncan. Uh, so we cut now to a little bit later, so, and uh, this is like the study, I guess. I, I will point out one other line that is a line, I think, never before spoken on Highlander. Fitz is like, solve this crime for me, Mac. And he <laughs> says, I am not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> never once has this thought occurred to Mac before. But now in this moment, he's like, I'm not a cop. Yeah, and also a good point. There is another line here, too, where... Uh... <laughs> Mac is just like, dude, it's only money. And Fitz is like, I was murdered, man. Like, <laughs> that's still a real thing. Uh, but Mac, Mac also, is just like, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Mac pokes his nose into everything <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and his friend getting murdered, he's just like, meh. Yeah. I don't know. Richie didn't find some person with a bunch of cocaine, so I don't care. <laughs> cocaine. Uh, and I guess this means a lot cocaine. to Fitz because, as it's been pointed out, Fitz has been broke for 800 years, and now Fitz is rich as fuck. So, like, yeah. he's like, this is my money. Gotta get my that money. 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 Okay, so we cut now later to, uh, like, the study, and Mac reveals kind of his role in this whole thing, and he introduces himself to the business partners and says, hey, guys, I am, like, the executor of the will, and I'm here to make sure all this plays out. Uh, and there's some, like, internal squabbling among the partners. Like, they're like, wait, like, don't you know about the executor? I thought you had all your eyes on this money and stuff. And it's all because Mac is, of course, like, playing a game so he can try to solve the murder. Uh, so he gives this excuse uh, that, well, I should say it's an excuse. Kyle, you're a lawyer. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. It is pretty typical that wills are not read, like, immediately, correct? I we believe. usually, like, I mean, there's no requirement ah, necessarily. Like, you know, usually you go and get, like, the... The, the letters testamentary that they like died like you take it into court and show that they died and then like get yourself up you know confirmed as the executor and start going from there uh but that being said it seems to me that their ruse in some way and this is perhaps too technical but their ruse here reveals that like this problem is not that serious because since Fitz is still alive like he can still write a will like he can still write whatever he needed to write to make sure that mac can do this right now which probably means he could also write whatever he needed to write to solve this problem <laughs> just be like here's an updated version of the will naming so and so which is going to be my new identity right it's right. going to take you time to locate that person in america and in the yeah. meantime you create the identity for this person so it just kind of seems to me that like the ruse they used to get mac in charge could have actually solved a lot of this problem <laughs> Right. Well, what do I know? 
but that wouldn't be funny. So no, it would not be funny. <laughs> That's right. Um, so during all of this, uh, is this supposed to be a painting of Fitz? There's a giant portrait, and uh, it has eye holes cut out. Of like giant eye holes, though. Like it's very obvious that right. there are holes cut in this painting. Right. Uh, so Matt gets the buzz again, and like Fitz will not just stay out of this whole situation. So he's peeping on the meeting. Uh, and does he make noise at some point? Does somebody like overhear something? Uh, I believe he like coughs or something. Right. Uh, and then Mac is like, "Oh, that's nothing." And then he goes to like look at the painting, and somebody's like. <laughs> Well, Mac realizes he has to go take care of Fitz. Uh, and he's like, these paintings have really got me. They're just so amazing. I got to get me more of these paintings. Excuse me. And he leaves to be like, I got to check out more paintings on the estate because they're so good. <laughs> so funny. And they're like, oh, God, who is this man? Right. They're great uh, paintings. But of also course, we miss that he three stooges. Oh, yeah. Fitz from behind the painting. He just gives him the old. He'll use that move later uh, in the dojo with Charlie, right? Yeah. That's some that's continuity true. right there. This it's is all, it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> but of course, the business partners are not too happy about all of this because they wanted to leave, but now they're stuck sticking around for two days until Mac reads the will or until Mac solves the crime. Uh, so that's where we are. Um, so now we cut, I guess, kind of like in the back hallway, like just behind that painting, uh, basically. And uh, Mac goes back there to talk to Fitz and Fitz is like, no, we're a team, man. Like we're going to solve this together. And Mac is like, you got to just stay out of my way and let me deal with this. Uh, so while they're arguing Fitz's new wife, Juliet, uh, although I guess they've been married, I think, uh, we'll find later for a while. Um, she comes back to investigate. So Eamon, tell us a little bit about the, the comedies that ensue here. Uh, well, she's like, Oh, were you talking to somebody? And Duncan's like, Oh, I was just talking to myself. And then she's like, I could have sworn I heard his voice. And he's like, oh, I think I hear it sometimes, too. Oh, that's right. I just realized, I think I do have a clip of this. So should oh. we watch this clip rather than talk about it? Let's as long as we get that boob action. That's right. This is, I think this is pretty funny uh, as a, a little piece here. Here we go. Ooh, a little piece. A little piece. A little piece of Monica in my, in my life. life. A little piece of Juliet. <laughs> okay. In the thing. Duncan. Duncan. Mm. Did I hear you talking to someone? Oh, uh, no. Just myself. Could have sworn I heard Fitz's voice. Oh, I sometimes think I hear it myself. <laughs> Must be imagining things. Comes from my grief. I'm so cold and empty inside. If only I knew what was in the will, I'm sure it would take the sting away a bit. I'm sorry. I wish I could help. My heart is broken. Can you feel it, Duncan? Uh, it doesn't feel broken. <clears throat> that noise. What noise? I didn't hear a voice. Must have been me. Oh, <clears throat> right. You were going to tell me about the will. No. No, I wasn't. Is there something wrong with it? The will? Breast. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's, it's fine. Fine? 
Fitzy said that they were extraordinary. Well, they, they are, but you know, um, Julia, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you with the will. Duncan, I would have thought that you of all people would have understood my needs. Really. <laughs> China, but fine is hardly a weight to compliment the perfect breast. Would you try and keep your attention to the matter at hand? <laughs> there we go. The perfect breasts. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or is uh, his voice like extra raspy throughout this whole episode? I feel like he's like extra uh, with every delivery. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's just been a while. Uh, it's been a but, while. But this is pretty funny, yeah. I think. Uh, also, I am imagining the inverse of this, where you may touch a breast and be like, I think it's broken. Like, uh-oh, yeah. what's, what's wrong is with it, this? Is that just like, I felt a lump? I like, guess so. You should consult your doctor. Uh, <laughs> and then this, uh, this scene continues, and it's very funny. Fitz keeps pouring himself drinks, and Matt keeps taking them away, like, nonstop. <laughs> uh, this is pretty good. I love it. I don't know. I think, uh, I'll say now, I think... Um, Hugh and Duncan are fantastic in this episode. Like both Roger Daltrey and Mac crush it, I think. Like yeah. Adrian, this is maybe I think the funniest Adrian's been on the show. Uh and I think they complement each other really well. I don't know. That might be true, I think. Yeah. I'm 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 pretty sold on that. Yeah, and I I'm really curious like I don't know, in creative enterprises like this, like how many of the jokes are written into the the story? How much is from the director? How much is from Adrian and Roger kind of improvising on set. Uh, anyway, it came together. Uh, like, I feel like this episode has a continuous, like, barrage of jokes, which is good. Uh, because I think we've seen some other comedy episodes that, like, just don't feel funny enough. And uh, to me, this, this does a great job. So, so Hugh comes up with a plan for, 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 to great effect that, that he wants to still do the grouse hunt. And he's just like, oh, well, whoever is guilty will just shoot you. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's how we'll catch them. And that's Great essentially, there's a, there's a big weakness in this plan, as we will find out yeah. in two seconds. <laughs> so Max somehow agrees to do this plan. They go out for this, like, misty grouse hunt. And true enough, someone does get shot, but Mac just wasn't watching. Yeah, who did it? I, I would. This was something I wasn't sure. I I should maybe go back and watch it more closely. Like when they all start shooting at the grouse, uh, Mac it isn't shooting, and he seems to be looking left to right to be like, "Let me watch these people. Like, what are their moves?" But someone still gets shot, and I guess I was wondering, like, is there a moment we see him get distracted, or I don't know if there were any clues given to us, but somebody does get murdered here, uh, which is what's his name, uh, Drimble. 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 <laughs> and then we get that scream from uh, Juliet again. So scream good. crash. That's right. And they're dogs, howling dogs. Howling dogs. Did you the guys howling ever drink? Commandos. Ooh, Sergeant Fury and his howling commandos. Yeah. Did, man. You, did you guys ever drink the famous grouse? It's a, uh, a whiskey, I believe. No. Is it good? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Is it's, it does like it a, deserve to be famous? Yeah, it is. It does deserve to be famous because okay. it's a grouse. All right, a grouse yeah. that makes whiskey. 
That's that, I mean, that's an impressive task right All there. Right. So now we, we meet some new characters now. So we cut back to the study. Everyone's obviously freaked out because now we now everyone thinks like there's a, a murderer uh, here in our midst. Uh, now they're second guessing like maybe Fitz was murdered and it wasn't a heart attack. Like what's going on? Uh-oh. Uh, so we meet some new people, the maid and the butler. Uh, they suggest, I guess, calling the constable. Uh, but the butler cannot go into town because Fitz broke his foot by driving over it. Um, and the maid, when she comes in, is given some like side eye to Juliet. So Mac picks up on this and is like, "Uh oh, what is this about?" So Duncan excuses himself to see about the port. That's right. And, uh, and follows there's a the maid. I, I do like this line here. They talk about well, they're going to have grouse for dinner, uh, and Juliet mentions that oh, grouse was Fitz's favorite. He just loved tearing their little arms off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so we get more comedy here with the maid. Uh, she reveals very quickly that uh, she and Fitz had had an affair and that, uh-oh, she's pregnant. Uh-oh. Oh, uh we all know that immortals can't get pregnant. That's right. <laughs> or can't Which, impregnate someone. That's true. It's actually only a junior situation. Ooh, Arnold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, Fitz can be like a seahorse, but he can't get someone else <laughs> pregnant. I would watch that episode. So yeah. there's some funny stuff here about like, oh, like <laughs> Mac has this notebook, which he has written everybody's name in. And so in the last scene, he's and written there, there so are five <laughs> names. They're like, he can't remember five people it's who so are good. there. And he's like, well, I better take notes. Right. So he's already crossed off uh, Drimble's name. Obviously, that's not a suspect. Uh, but he's added, you know, like the maid's there and all these people are added. Uh, but then the maid's like, oh, well, there's the baker. And Mac is like, there's a baker? And like, there's a candlestick maker and there's a, sh like all this stuff. Well, those are all people who had sex with her. Right. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know that. Who do you think it was the baker? He's like, there's a baker? Right. So now these are all, I, I don't know. And Bridge funny. once. <laughs> Write that down. So, uh, yeah, crazy. Um, so this is very funny. They just go back and forth. Uh, and then uh, we cut, I guess, Marie's walking down the hall. Marie is the name of the, the maid. Um, mm -hmm. And she uh, sees Fitz. She spots him. So she thinks she, sees, she has seen a ghost and she faints. We get more dramatic music. Uh, but later she wakes up on her own and she's walking around. Uh, and I guess, I don't know if, what's going on with dinner. Maybe it's all burnt, but, you know. Yeah. It's being prepared. Um, so what happens here? Mac uh, ends Fitz. up, I guess, uh, finding uh, someone hiding in the hall. Oh, yeah, because Fitz has climbed into one of the many suits of armor in this mansion and is just, like, hiding out. This is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, but it is actually kind of funny. I, I love like it. It's a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. It is very do-ish. Yeah, <laughs> do the do. Do the do. do. They do the do. This is funny. I like this. Uh, but Fitz is, like, stock still in this <laughs> suit of armor. Right. Yeah, holding, like, a chain mace. <laughs> like... And Mac, Mac uh, explains to him that, like, oh, yeah, Marie is pregnant. And he's like, what? That's great, or whatever. Uh, and then he, like, has to remind him, like, no, no, you cannot have children, Fitz, you dum-dum. Like, uh, so it's still afoot. What's going on? Uh, oh, and then he, as soon as he reveals that, then he gets mad at her. Uh, and, like, slut-shames her. Right. And so I guess the, the while there is a bit of, like, the slut-shaming, I, I think the, the it still ends up being slut shaming, but I think the the notion of the the comedy here is that like Fitz is the biggest like if 
this it's not a good word to use anyway but like Fitz is the real slut like Fitz is the slut and anytime he hears about anyone else doing any sort of infidelity uh it suddenly he gets all fired up about it even though that's the thing he's been doing the whole time uh so he's a notorious womanizer that's right uh I haven't got a baker <laughs> mm -hmm. uh so after this, Mac returns to the scene of Fitz's death, which for some reason the clarinet is still kind of on the ground where he left it. <laughs> which is I odd. thought this was in the I thought this was in like Fitz's bedroom or something, I think. Oh, because the clarinet was on the floor. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I think it's like on a little chest or something that's sitting there. But yes, it's uh, just sitting there. So tell us about it, Kyle. Sorry. Oh, well, he inspects it and sees that there appears to be like lipstick or something on the clarinet, mm. which is, I guess, suspicious. Uh, and then Mac finds a piece of evidence that he is going to confront the group with. Ooh, what could this be? Uh, so he walks back into the room while they're all eating and throws a fucking rat on the table. <laughs> A and he just kind of like, yeah, like plops it down. Like literally just goes like, bam. He throws <laughs> it. They're eating food. They're, I love that they're- Mic drop. <laughs> they're all eating soup and he's like, he's been poisoned. And immediately everyone puts down their spoons, which is good. And then he's like, see? And he throws a bloated dead rat. <laughs> a little rat told me. So yeah. now we get into like- how this at all maybe all came about max starting to piece together things he's like so weren't you with fitz in brazil last year on some sort of like jungle expedition brazil Perhaps you, this, you, this also feels very scooby-doo but yeah uh but i guess the idea is that perhaps you know in the jungle you picked up some sort of uh you know natural poison or something and it was brought back here to to poison fitz with right Right, and and they they use their they got it from a tribe that uses their blow darts to shoot monkeys, and then they're like, "Why would you want to shoot monkeys?" And they revealed that the tribe ate monkeys, and then <laughs> then more is revealed uh, because Mac is like, "Well, you know, the thing about monkeys is they kind of taste like," and everybody says chicken. chicken. So they've all eaten a monkey, monkey. at some point, some point, uh, womp womp. which is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> And so then the maid just comes running in and she says, Pierre is dead. He was found bludgeoned to death in the garage. Uh, and Juliet screams once again, we get the glass shatter. Uh, I love how just like everything starts getting faster. Like the, the way this is being edited, like the screams are quicker. The glass shattering is quicker. Uh, and like in the midst of all this like chaos, uh, you know, the one dude in the background is still like monkeys. I thought that was great. <laughs> like he's still hung up on monkey. that they ate a monkey. So monkey pretty good you, we have to go to a warehouse to find out where you could get 300 monkeys <laughs> that's right that's right i also like the line uh marie the maid says here she's like i loved pierre like a butler i mean brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all just like silly jokes which is great i don't know uh so they take the butler to a the meat locker sure. where where thimble or whatever his name is is already hanging right uh, and I guess um, Tynebridge is like, yeah, his ribs are broken. And Mac is like, wait a minute, what? Like, how do you know his ribs are broken? And he's like, he looks like a guy that has broken ribs. Broken ribs. So now, like, so they've also set the stage that, uh, you know, we've got like 
um, little clues for all the different people. Like we think Marie might be a suspect because like she was given some side eye and we know that she thinks she's pregnant with Fitz's child. Like, so maybe it was her. Or this guy, Tybridge, seems to know that like ribs were broken. It's like, how did he know that? So uh, I like that like things aren't very clear cut yet. So that's, that's a good sign of a good yeah. mystery. Mm. Mm. So uh, then Lock, uh, Juliet and Loxley, the one who was so concerned about the monkeys, uh, <laughs> they then meet up in the hallway and she's like, take me now. And he does. And he does. Like they make out in front of Fitz's, because Fitz, by the way, is still in the, in the armor. All through dinner, all through the meat locker. He has just been standing there. Uh, wow. Um, That's some stamina. Yeah, stand Meat up. Locker and it's a uh, spin-off franchise for kids, Kids Meat Locker. <laughs> oh, kids Meat Locker. Uh, so Fitz sees this, they run off together. He is very upset about it uh, and tries to, you know, make some moves and that doesn't go so well because uh, he collapses. Uh, so now we cut back to the study and Mac is still trying to figure out this whole mystery. Uh, and meanwhile, Fitz is still trying to get to Mac uh, to report that like, ah, there's also an affair. Uh, and Fitz falls down the stairs and causes all this ruckus. Uh, and so Mac comes running. And of course, Fitz like can't even move. Like his armor is so like rigid, it's stuck. So his like legs in the air, Mac has to drag him under the stairs and cut off, uh, I guess it's uh, Juliet and uh, Loxley, I guess? Or Tynebridge? Tynebridge. At, Tynebridge. At Tynebridge. The, uh, right, because Loxley is not there. Mm. Yeah. Which we will kind of come to find out upon more screaming that he's been stabbed. Right, and what does Mac attribute that in, that loud crashing to? Rats. More rats. rats. There just must be like some sort of mega king rat somewhere that is causing all sorts of commotion. We got That's a king rat. Up. You ever see uh, the Jamie Kennedy experiment where he's a? a <laughs> just just stop that sentence, right? Did you ever see the Jamie Kennedy experiment? Hey man, no. The, no, we did not. He's the son of the mask. I have know. some respect. I know. He he pretends to be an exterminator, and he's like, "We got a king rat," and then like, <laughs> the wall breaks open, and a giant like rat comes out. That's kind of funny, I guess. I mean, was I it funny? It, was it sounds funny. like it could be funny. It was funny. All right, it was funny. All I right, mean, it's no punk. It's no punk. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's punk, no, naturally. Ashton didn't come out in like a backwards baseball cap. And go like, oh, New oh, York. <laughs> Ashton, baby. Woof. Rats. Rats. Rats, uh, indeed. Uh, so Mac is now starting to think like, hey, I think this was Juliet who poisoned you. Uh, and Fitz doesn't want to have any of that. So when they're arguing, then we get another scream. Uh, and then Fitz falls again, and Mac goes to investigate. And Kyle, this brings us to uh, the next death that you started telling us about. Yeah, so they come in and they find Loxy with just a knife sticking out of his chest. So he dead. My knife. Yeah, he's dead, and that's gross. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So <laughs> Mac decides he's going to uh, lock her up, lock her up, oh, lock boy. her up oh, in uh, in her room. That's right. Until the next day when they can get the police. She checks her emails on a public email server in Fitz's mansion. Yeah, this all checks out. <laughs> uh, so Mac goes to visit Fitz again to like 
report on all the goings on and it's dark in the hallway. And so Mac is like, Fitz, Fitz. And he starts talking to uh, a moose head. A moose. A moose head. And I don't know why Which... Mac thinks that Fitz decided to ditch the armor and crawl inside of a, a moose carcass, just the head. Uh, but it doesn't matter because I still yeah. thought it was great and funny uh, because Fitz comes out from like the shadows and it's like, what the He's fuck? Like, what are, are you doing? doing? <laughs> uh, Madness. But Fitz says he has a plan now. So uh, he always does. He always does. He's got a scheme. So I'm going to play this next clip. I, I kind of love all of this. Uh, Roger Daltrey's just so great in this episode. Uh, so let's see here. Um, so in the next scene, we don't, we don't know at this point what Fitz's scheme is going to be. Uh, but it's going to be dressing up as uh, Fitz's, uh, I guess, fake father and uh, trying to pull some stuff. So let's play this now. It's wonderful. The prosthetics on him, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I love the sound editing. Too. There's like eight knocks, like five different doorbells. It's really funny. About time, my dear. About time. It's disgusting. Bloody disgusting. I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. <laughs> Poor Fitz, the most wonderful of men, suddenly dies, obviously by foul means, and I am not even notified. I, or is it me? It is definitely you. Excuse me, sir, but just who are you? <clears throat> I am Hugh Fitzcairn Senior. Father of Hugh Fitzcairn Jr. and sole heir to his estate. Mm, funny, I don't see the resemblance. Mm. <clears throat> I can assure all of you, both of you, that I will not be kept at a distance in a matter of such extreme importance to my son. A man I consider to be one of the finest to grace this fair land. Very good. I love that he just like toots his own horn. It's great. And Duncan is just eating like a baguette for yeah, breakfast. Yeah. yeah, which is which he needed a bib. He had for. a very long bib for bib just for, a roll. To eat a eat that like <laughs> La Rosso roll, Amoroso roll. Uh, but a big roll. Big roll. Uh, and also, like, everyone should be very suspicious when he walks. He goes, and the sole heir of his estate. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's got a wife. Why would you be the sole heir of his estate? Got that insider info, man. I guess. So we get another scream, but it's by, <laughs> it's by the maid this time, or another maid. Uh, and so everyone runs upstairs, and it's in Juliet's room, and Juliet is there dead. Uh-oh. Ooh. who could it be there's only one person left that's true and it looks like she's been like choked i guess it looks like she's gotten maybe one of the curtain ribbons or like curtain ties around her neck uh the kurgan that's right and the kurgan ties what is hugh in disguises line about this uh this is what happens to adulteresses i think he does he say or something it's like that not this two-timing adulterous little slut that he <laughs> loves so well oh my god <laughs> it's like whoa yowza yeah 
Um, so we then cut back to the study uh, and Fitz has taken off like kind of half his makeup, which is a funny look because he's still got the nose and like, like kind of half, half a fat suit thing. Uh, also, like Roger Daltrey is like fucking ripped, right? Oh, yeah, his muscles, yeah. Are, like his arms yeah, are like pretty cut. Got thick muscle arms, baby. <laughs> thick muscle arms. Thick muscle arms. He Stay is home ripped. if you're sick. <laughs> How old Come over is if he? You're thick. <laughs> Great question. Roger Daltrey's thick, I bet. Do you think he has a thick booty? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, how old is he? How episode. old he is here? That was my first question. Yeah. How, how, uh, 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 uh. Here, why? Why you guys talk about this? This next scene when Mac and uh, Fitz are talking in the study. How about you talk about that just for a second? I will look up this info. And Mac's you know like, what? I will find the guilty party and he's flipping around his notebook yeah but he, as Hugh points out like everyone is dead there's only one right. person left there's really two people left because i don't know why marie ceased being a suspect but either way they're like well obviously it's Tynebridge because he's the last man standing right but that's a pretty bad scheme right yeah to just murder everyone <laughs> right. also just just meta commentary on this whole thing why kill all these people now before you know what's in the will oh right right like why does the murderer who we're about to reveal who it is but why does the murderer if they think that unless they have specific reason to think they won't inherit anything why are they killing all the other players Mm. Hmm. don't know interesting it's a good point all right let's play the game real quick uh kyle how old do you think roger Daltrey is in this episode Mm-hmm. like 47 okay amen i'll say 50 53 amen you win nice oh thundercats so we now cut to timebridge's room uh because mac has now cut crossed off everybody's name so timebridge's left it must be timebridge right that's the the notion right, right? So he enters the room and- looking to get out of Dodge. Right, which is also very suspicious. It's like, I guess you killed everybody and then you're just going to leave or I don't know. Um, Yeah. So they argue a bit and Timebridge brings up a good point. He's like, well, you're new here. Like you're, you're maybe you're, you're the killer or whatever. And Max like, I'm not the killer. And they end up getting in this tussle and they throw his uh, suitcase to the side and it explodes and it's full of just like China and, you know, silver and all these, like all these valuables that this asshole's stealing from Fitz. Golden chalices. Yes, he's not yes. going to need them anymore. He says uh, it's pronounced so- Gina, uh, but <laughs> also. Uh, so then Mac decides he's going to tie him up and like stuff something. Like it almost looks like a I don't know, like a mute for a trumpet. I don't it is a mute for a trumpet. He puts oh, it is a trumpet, trumpet mute in his mute. mouth. Right? He does into his mouth. <laughs> yep. Uh, and decides to leave him there. Right. And so here's something we didn't mention earlier. So uh, that we kind of glossed over is that uh, there was a storm as well. And so the storm, yes. uh, so Pierre was going to go into town to get the constable. However, uh, he couldn't do it because his foot's broken. Then on top of that, then there was a storm and it knocked out the power line. So the phones weren't working. Um, so at this point now, Mac has tied up this dude and he's going to call the police uh, and so he's just got him tied up so the police can interview him later and he can't leave or whatever. So that's, that's where we are. Also, does Mac have a, I'm going to talk to the police now voice? 
Like, explain that. What is that? I don't know. He put to me. It sounds like he puts on a different voice when he calls the police. Oh wow! And during the brief exchange he'll have later with arresting police officers. Interesting. I think he puts on a different voice. Uh-huh. That's the end of the thought. It was just weird. Huh, I love the discussion he has with the police. I just think this is really funny. It's like, I'm calling to like report a murder and the, the police are like, how many? And he's like, uh, quite a few or whatever. And and the, the police are just like, oh, I see. We'll send someone down right away. It's like, ah, yes, 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 yes. Multiple murders. No problem. Like it's so yeah. nonchalant. It's very funny. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, so do they have do they have like address tracking back then? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no, I guess although well, you I guess had a manual operator who would be mm. oh, that's right, true. Right. connecting things most likely. So there is actually a fair chance that they would know where you were calling from. True. And I yeah. suppose this is uh, a big ass house. They probably just know like the Fitzcairn estate is probably known enough, I I would guess. Uh yeah, it's known far and wide in North Tidwith. So <laughs> Uh, so while this is all, while Mac is calling the police, uh, back in Timebridge's room, the door cracks open and we see a blow dart. And yeah. uh oh, uh, and he gets blow darted. He gets blown. What do you what do you call that? I don't know. He gets blown. He gets blown. He gets blown. All right. Yeah. Uh, so he did now. <laughs> yes. Now he's dead. Um, and so I love Mac goes back to like check and he like pulls his notebook out again to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, is there a name I'm missing? I think this is really good. Like, <laughs> yes, what, what, there what? is like, a name you're missing. He, why was Marie not on the list? She's still no alive. <laughs> she is still alive. That's true. So uh, like she, she would be the obvious remain in this situation. Yeah. But. So now we cut. Uh, finally, to the literal meat space that we've been that's been teased yeah. in the last episode, the meat locker, meat space. Uh, and so Mac has taken Timebridge there. I I don't know why he takes moves the body when the police are on their way. He's like, let me just move this. They'll be here soon. Uh, that being said, now also this is like gruesome. All the bodies are just hanging there next to like a dead cow. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it is gruesome. Yeah. Um, it's, it's- pretty gross <laughs> but this is uh this is uh, the moment when it all comes together so who enters the room oh it's juliet uh-oh what happened a, what how with could it a be gun. what happened <laughs> mac realizes she took a different poison that just slowed down her heart so she could pretend to be dead right <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like that was one of those like oh oh okay yeah um in brazil you found another poison not qre that would slow down the body's heart rate. There we go. So, there it is. Uh, so now Mac is like, well, you can't shoot me. Like, you'll be the only person left. Like, what's, what's your plan? How are you going to get out of this? You need somebody to take the fall, right? And then mm-hmm. she starts, the, the violin music starts going again, and she puts on this, like, whole thing about, like, uh, what does she say? Uh, like, what's her scheme, I guess? Um, Matt, she shot Mac in self-defense. Oh, right. Then, like, Tynebridge was the one who actually did it, but then in guilt, he shot himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, she's woven this whole story uh, that's going to, I guess, get her out of this whole situation. Um, so she shoots Mac. Boom. Boom. Down goes Mac. Down goes but Mac. then there's still yet another person standing, which is fake Fitz. <laughs> Daddy Fitz. Daddy Fitz. So he comes in and confronts her about all this stuff. And he's like, but Fitz like loved you or whatever. And she's like, no, he didn't. He like was like messing around with all these other women. And he's like, but he was only going to marry you. And it's like, oh boy, it's like, uh, womp, womp. 
so uh yeah i don't know that's that's her motivation i guess for all of this is that like i, I don't know like fitz kind of caused these problems i suppose uh he was you know messing around on his lady and uh she took With revenge the no less yes uh, uh so then she shoots fitz uh but then when her she... a bitch and yeah. a whore yeah. And, and a harlot don't forget and that. a harlot as she's shooting him like with each <laughs> shot he's like belching out these insults uh but then whoa surprise when she goes over toward their bodies like they wake up and disarm her right and so fitz is pretty quick on his feet and he's like ah they're blanks or whatever or max says they're blanks uh like i i suspected this and uh so i thought this was pretty clever writing like this is a moment where they use their immortality to like to their advantage and have a good excuse and they catch her in the act so it all works i guess fitz's plan worked from the beginning who's whoever's gonna do this is gonna shoot you mac and it happened yeah so. it eventually worked out yep the master detective fitz yep and fitz can't leave the scene without calling her a slut one more time just one more time one more time uh so what's the denouement of this episode lay it on me we're outside Wait. now the police show up the police are escorting Juliet out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, presumably they're sending someone to pick up all those goddamn bodies. Well, I think when they when they cut to it, there's two people at least pulling out one body. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Mac, you kind of blew this. A lot of people are dead now. A lot of people. Uh, uh, and Mac's reading the newspaper there. And like Fitz is feeling great about the whole thing. He's like, all right, everything's back the way it should be. Well, except for all the dead people, I guess. But, you know, things are, things are going to be okay. At least I have my hundreds of thousands of dollars. And Mac is like, yep. And he hands him the newspaper and walks away. And he opens it up and realizes the stock market has crashed. Uh, and he's completely ruined. And I think he falls over, which is good. Yeah, and he's just like, no. <laughs> uh but then catches up with Mac, who's like, oh, I might have a position available as a manservant. <laughs> also, Juliet sees Fitz. Oh, yes, yes. So while, <laughs> while she's getting taken away, Fitz makes sure to come out and give her the old, like, this is like Home in Home Alone, where, you know, Kevin shows up when the, the wet bandits are being taken away, like, bye, guys, I got you. He does it to her, too. And she's like, what? Which, that's insane. Like, why wouldn't she be to the cops like, hey, look, the guy is right there. I right. mean, she killed three other people, but... <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. And that's it. And then we get a little, like, uh, fade-out circle, uh, which is a little whimsical. Uh, and that is the episode. Oh. Well, guys, do you want to play a, a game? Always. So we are going to play Watcher Tube, which we haven't played in a while. Ooh, it's been a minute. So the premise of this game is I give Keith and Kyle clues about a Highlander episode from the comments left on the episode on YouTube. You have to guess what the episode is. Um, right. So just say your name if you want to make a guess after I read a clue. Does that sound good to you, fellers? It sounds wonderful. I'm pumped. It sounds wonderful okay here we go first episode first clue two minutes 43 seconds there is no cord in the mic cord hmm keith yes keith unusual suspects yes that is correct (laughs) wait what 
Keith gets one point. No shit. What is the microphone? At the so beginning? When, uh, the tweedledee-dee-dee-dee. Apparently there's no cord in the microphone. Cordless Fair mic? enough. We didn't catch that. Thank you, random YouTube person. <laughs> the other comments were, I can't stand this Fitz no more. Sorry, I skipped this episode. What? This Fitz guy is a nightmare. What? A yeah. nightmare? I mean, he's a buffoon. He's a goofball. He's a but nightmare. He's, like, <laughs> he's like nightmare. one of the most beloved characters in Highlander. This I is know. a real... This is a real uh, outside opinion here. I'm yeah. yeah, fair enough. Uh -oh, I great... got my pen. Oh, my pen. My oh. pen, my pen. That's and then the other comment is a classic example of the who done it. Oh, uh, that's good. All right, I'm into that wordplay yep, right there. That's very baby. good. That's a good one. I like that. So Keith is ahead with one point. I love that. I love that. I love that. Next episode, first clue. <laughs> This is one of the 20 best episodes of this series. <laughs> That's saying something. That is. 20 best episodes. Because the, the 21st, it's really like a real dip in quality. Um, yeah. I, I have no idea. Mm. Kyle's Kyle. daughter. No. Wait, All right. Keith, you want to just do you do think that's in the now? top twenty episodes of the season series? No, but series. I think that yeah. I think I think that this commentator does, <laughs> and that's saying something. That is saying Ooh. something. Uh, I have no guess. All right, no guess. Next clue. Ah, sushi. Hope it's veggie. I would eat cardboard with this guy. Uh, Keith. Yes, Keith. The samurai. No, Kyle. Do you have a guess? The Black Tower. Yes, that's correct. Booyah! Wait, Booyah. There, oh, there's, there is sushi yeah, in there. That the sushi, boat. the 3 a.m. sushi. Where did they get sushi at 3 a.m.? Max got a Max got a guy. He's got that guy. He's got a connection. To, mm, look, I know about sushi. this little place. It's not like sorry. It's, like it's tied up. Sushi. It's uh -oh. tied up. You fucks. The last comment was the video game terminology here is as cringy as the movie Hackers. <laughs> Wait. So someone thought this was in the top 20? Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Kill, sorry, everyone involved in that episode. Uh, it kill is the not. box score on YouTube one month ago. So one listen, month ago? Wow. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. We should interview these people on the show. Yeah. What are you, yeah, what are you thinking? Great. Yeah. yeah. This interview's for Keith's What are you space. thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Explain yourself. Everyone, that's just the question we ask everyone. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Next episode, first clue. James Earl Jones would have been much better doing the intro. Which is a burn on Jim Burns. What? I guess. And what? It's a Jim Burns, baby. It's a Jim Burns. What do they think? James Earl Jones would just be better doing every inch? I mean, what? Like That's, that's I mean, true of most things. Probably would be, but. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I mean, he's James Earl Jones. I guess so. Mufasa himself. That's right. This is CNN. Uh. That's not used anymore. How about that? That's a very what? old joke. This is CNN. Fake yeah. news. That was that was him. Anyway, I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Next All clue. right. Next clue. So when Max was a boy, he had an Irish accent, but when he grew up, his accent... Kyle. Turned... Yes, Kyle. The prophecy. No. Keith, do you have a guess? Uh, I, don't, I can't look at my notes. Um, it is called... Hold on. Give me a second. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, what's it called? Little Maxi. Uh and Renegade Mom. Oh sh. Uh, it's not Justice cuz that's coming up. Nope. All right, that's your guess. Uh next clue. Season 6 is lame, but the lineup of prospective hotties for the spin-off made for good notches in AP's belt. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a gross comment. Also, I like that it's Adrian Paul's belt and not Duncan's belt. Oh, 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 oh. I now know the episode and I'm trying to come up with the actual name of it. I, ah, fuck. No. Hmm. All right. This is killing me. This, this is one. the Raven character, Alex Raven. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. What's her name? I'm blanking. It's killing yeah, me. I don't is, remember it either. Is... What is it, Eamon? Sins of the Father. That's it. Sins of the Sins Father. Fans the are screaming right now. They're like, why don't you know this? You just Why don't you it. know this? Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say ago. not that, that many fans ago. screaming because it was a while ago and that episode sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like we're not remembering like a super famous, really good episode. It's just bad. It's bad. No points on that one. Wow. It's not zilch. We're fighting for the tie over here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Fighting for the tie. All right. Next episode, first clue. Drinking and driving. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice drinking and driving. drinking and driving nice drinking and driving nice 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 be nice to me i got nothing be nice to me kyle any guesses i think i actually know i can't think of the name of it right now i think i know right. the episode though i'm hoping that the next thing you say will inspire me I hope so, too. Next clue. I lost all respect for Duncan after this. A druggy murderer gets to go Kyle. free? Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Diplomatic immunity? Yes, that is correct. Yes. I, I, I was like, is that actually the name of this episode? Kyle has pulled ahead. Mm-mm. Keith, you got to get this next one. And I just want to read this uh, random comment. I saw this. Uh, I don't agree with this comment. I just want to uh, put that out there. Even though you wrote uh, it? Even though I wrote it, I don't agree <laughs> with it. I have no idea why this was on it. There's just a comment that says, Zimmerman is innocent. As in George Zimmerman? As in George Zimmerman. Oh, God. What does that have to do with this episode? I imagine that that is like a bot that writes it on everything. I guess. I was just but... like, what? Where does that come from? All right, next clue. Probably the funniest episode of this show. Probably the funniest Keith. episode. Yes, Keith. Start a schoon. No. Kyle, do mm. you have a guess? I mean, you wouldn't do something silly like say this episode twice, would you? I don't know. I'll try it. Unusual suspects. No, that's not correct. Okay. But a good guess. Next clue. Ever noticed, but Whenever Fitz is around, Duncan's IQ, IQ drops several points. <laughs> mm, um, that is true. Hmm. 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 You already guessed Stone of Schoon, right? Keith. 
He did. Yes, Keith. Starcrossed. No. Yeah, that one's not funny though. Doesn't I he know. get? I was trying to think doesn't about he that get murdered in that one? Uh, All right. Now I'm just now I'm just struggling to remember the Hugh episodes in a way that's uh, the Hugh timely for Hugh this episodes. game. Just give timeless? me the time. Timely for this game, I said. Let's move it. Oh, I uh, said, is it? Is there an episode called Timeless? Yes. I there is. And is that? I'm just going to guess it. No. Nope. He's not in okay. that. Okay. Fair enough. Nice. Mythos and Fitz in the same episode would have been interesting to see them meet. Hmm. This one, I'm sure fans are actually yelling at us for not being able to come up with the answer. What's happened? What what happened to our brains? I don't know. Well, we haven't been, we've been out of the show for so long. Like mm. what we really needed to do is like, just read the list of all Highlander oh. episodes. Wow. And, like, reabsorb some of this juice, you know? Any guesses? Before mm. I reveal the episode. I got nothing. Tell us. Hit me. Till death. Ah, till, uh, wait. Till, till death is death. the, the one with the couple. Oh, the but Fitz, but Fitz isn't in that episode, right? Yes, he is. He's in the flashback because he's at oh, the wedding. Oh, that's right. So he's they set them up. That's right. That's right. Of but course. they never actually meet. Yes. Ah, meet. very good. All right. Well, Kyle, you win. Yes, Ooh. I did nope. with a very poor showing, but we have one more. Oh, got it. Oh, There's I'm so sorry. I can I can tie it up. You can tie it up. Adrian captured the tortured soul better than most actors working those days. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Starcrossed. No. All what right. Good guess. Um, Keith, any guesses? Uh, no. Next You're right. Week, I'm what? like blanking on the names of episodes. Yeah, I'm like, I have an idea of what and episode I, and it is. but And even when I know the episode, I can't come up with the name. It's weird. By the way, spiritual warfare is real. I didn't believe it until I began experiencing a lot of strange and explicable things seven years ago. Ooh. How, how long ago was that comment written? One year ago. Ooh, eight, eight years, years ago. In 2012. Uh, uh, Kyle. Yes, Kyle. I'm going to guess Avatar. Yes, that is correct. Hey, all right. Wow, Kyle. You, you cleaned up. You are the winner. Also, do, do we need to send help for this YouTube commentator? I think we do. <laughs> like, Are they we need in an trouble? Ex an exorcist. Spiritual right. warfare is real. And just to play us out, I'm just going to read this last comment because it's insane. I've always hated him for cutting his hair ever since it originally came out and I was just a kid. I don't even remember much after this and I was dreading the moment when it happens. Luckily, there's not many episodes left to finish watching. Wow, that's rough. There it is then. How, what? Why would you always hate someone for cutting their hair? <laughs> but congratulations. Eamon, I'm putting you on notice right now that I will always hate you once you cut your hair. Well, I guess I, guess I better keep it then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Threat issued. But congratulations to Kyle for winning. And there we have it. That's the game. That's the game. Okay, guys, before we give our opinion, uh, I thought it'd be good to get into the Watcher Chronicles a bit. I'm just going to read one. Uh, and one. There can just, be only one. There can be only one. Um, Are there more for this turd? Not this turd. This is a good episode, but why would there be more? Would there be a Watcher Chronicle for everyone? No, there is not. There's just one I'm going to read. So, 
Uh, only because there's an important thing, I guess, that happens here. There we go. So we're going to read Juliet Fitzcairn, born 2nd of February, 1898 in, uh, is that pronounced Croydon, England, I guess? Uh, mm. And so I'm going to read uh, just some highlights uh, from her Watcher Chronicle here. It's one of those that's like very short. It's just kind of bullet points, which is, you know, wife of mortal Fitzcairn from 1923 to 1929. So they're married for a couple years there. Uh, she was formerly a Croydon shop girl uh, and Fitz met her while attending a, uh, a panto. Uh, became Lady of the Manor on the 7th of May, 1923. Um, Attending a what? I don't know. It says panto. I was just about to ask you guys, what is that? Is that like a pantomime? P-A-N-T-O. 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 Short for pantomime. Okay. How about that? was his name. Reckless with money, she became determined to control the entire estate and induced a heart attack in Fitzcairn. Um Anyway, uh, the last thing on her thing is died in prison for the criminally insane in 1942, swearing to the end that her husband was still alive. Oh, my God. Yeah. So pretty, pretty bleak ending. So I thought I'd share that, especially because, Eamon, you pointed out that, like, hey, he, like, reveals himself to her at the end. Uh, I guess that really messed her up. Uh-oh. I, I know she's a murderer, but that's very dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, she killed four people, so I guess, but yowza. Okay, well, I, I won the uh, the catalog game uh, in the beginning, so I'll start off by giving my opinion, and we should have, you know, a discussion be- before we kind of give our final scores here. Uh, but for me, this is like an absolutely standout season six episode. Uh, this is great. I don't know. It's I found it funny pretty much top to bottom. Uh, I think everybody does a great job. Uh, with their performances and coming up with like just funny, funny to do, uh, which is good. Um, and I think that this like, this works perfectly in the Highlander like canon, like it's, it or in the format. Like I wish we kind of got more episodes that were like this uh, to the extent that this was almost like, uh, there, there were some things I didn't mention, like when they're, they're hunting, well, it's a hunting cap, you know, but Mac is wearing kind of the, the quintessential Sherlock Holmes uh, hat when they go hunting, which is interesting. So I feel like this becomes some sort of, bizarre parody of like Sherlock's and Sherlock and Holmes or something that like Fitz is you know his partner in solving this and they are doing an awful job uh which is pretty good just dreadful um yeah I don't know I mean comparing this to the last episode we saw the Black Tower I know Eamon you mentioned you wished it was like goofier or not goofier just like more of it and I do too I feel like the way this seems to be a kind of parody of uh you know a whodunit i wish that the black tower was a parody of like an action movie or something um with with this more in this sort of style in mind more i think uh would be more successful but yeah i i think it's a great episode it's hard to talk about just because it's funny jokes uh but i think everybody should watch it is this the best episode of season six so far and maybe and maybe period the best episode period you think of season six oh okay uh, I think so far in season six, this might be the best episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd agree it, with that statement. I mean, like pretty much every other episode we've done in season six has been bad. And this has been good. <laughs> so, like, so, I mean, no. almost by definition, I think it might be. Also, quick addition. Uh, a, according to uh, the theater, theaterbritain.com, a panto is a traditional fairy tale complete with songs, dances, jokes, and exaggerated characters and lots of audience participation. 
Hmm. Uh, the centerpiece of any panto is the dame, a comic larger than life character uh, played by a man. Interesting. So, anyway. How about that? That is cool. Very good. A panto. I mean, a lot of a lot of this episode is just dependent on you seeing the reactions and the silly like improvisations that they do. Um, and I mean, Roger Daltrey is just so funny. Uh, naturally, it seems because he doesn't didn't have like training act, acting training right. really. So uh, they just play each, play off of each other really well, and I think you could tell they enjoyed doing this episode. I think so. Yeah. What do you guys think about what uh, David said on the uh, special features, like about them not necessarily playing off each other, but he, he attributed it to a bit of competition, uh, which was interesting. Yeah, he said Adrian Paul was possibly jealous of uh, Roger Daltrey's chops in comedic acting. So that was interesting. Yeah. But maybe that made it so Adrian brought his, his A game, his Adrian game to That's right. Uh, and, and I think I agree with episode. what you said earlier, Keith, that this might be the funniest Adrian outing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of his comedic performance. So maybe it was that. Yeah. No, I love it. Like his scene with the maid uh, in the kitchen is just really funny. Like he always is trying to interrupt and like, you know, she ends up shutting him out. He's like, oh, one more thing. And like, she shuts him out of the door. One more like, thing. One more thing. <laughs> I just, uh, one more question. Just when he says there's a baker, notebook. I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's a baker? <laughs> and <laughs> Tynebridge wants uh i guess it, I, the whole time i was like oh are they gonna kill marie too that's they're that's dark they're gonna kill the pregnant woman Ooh, yeah i was i was thinking that too <laughs> yeah i was very disappointed when it didn't happen Aww, just, uh, kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding it's a joke we all wow. joke well before we rate it uh, are there anything uh is there anything else you guys want to say uh about this episode before we give our ratings just watch it. It's hard to, the, all, like all these comedy episodes, it's hard for us to convey it in a way that isn't, that's as funny as what you witness. Like, if it lands, like, it's hard for us to add a lot of value. <laughs> like, watch the, the fucking thing. Totally. Oh, the, the one other thing I'll say is on the, on the special features with Dennis Berry, like, you can hear his kid, like, jump in the pool. <laughs> There's just, true. like, a splash sound. <laughs> I'm just, like... Come on. Come on, guys. I didn't think it was interesting. Don't want to shoot that again. Uh, yeah. He was talking about like the how he films comedy, and he was saying that like comedy for him exists within the frame of the camera. That like things move in and out of frame, like Mac dragging Fitz's body or something, and then going up the stairs. Like the camera doesn't really follow you around. It almost feels more staged, like a stage play, I should say. Uh, where then he talks about like filming dramatic scenes where like you you use the editing to set the ambiance, you know, maybe high shots to to show, I don't know, some grandness or you push in to show whatever. And I don't know, the way you light things, like there's all these nuances that the camera is able to add to the scene and where he feels like in comedy, it's like you kind of just get the frame and make sure that the comedy comes in and out of the frame, like at the right times. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting way to talk about it. So that was cool. Yeah. Little no, that was film a lesson from Mr. Dennis Berry. Good little insight. And then I'm glad he has a pool. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, weird drag, great. but <laughs> yeah. And he has a kid too. Great. 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 great it's all, all great. Flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's rate it. Uh, how many poison clarinets would you give this, Kyle? Ooh, this gets 
maybe four poison clarinets from me. Wow, and that's right. aggressive. I I aggressive think I'm gonna clarinets. Yeah, I I might regret that rating later. Like that might be overselling it because I think that puts it on the same tier as like some of the best serious episodes. But I feel like this might be the best comedy episode of the series. So it maybe just deserves like a high ranking for that fact alone. And it is successful. Like this is a weird farce, but I was entertained basically not from minute one because I actually think like the first minute or two of this is the least funny part of it. But like from minute two or three, I was very entertained through to the end. Uh, I don't know. It's worth your time. Watch it. It's great. Uh, Amen. How many dead rats would you give this? Oh boy, dead rats. Is this Sideways School? Do you remember those books? Oh Sideway yeah, School. They had dead rats. I think I would give <laughs> this uh, three point five. Three point five dead rats. I think it's very funny. I agree that it's like probably the funniest funny episode of Highlander. Like a lot of the funny episodes, like you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, mm, that wasn't. Jang, my jang. Yeah. That one is actually a bit funny. That, yeah. that is funny. But uh, this one, this one was really good. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't know if it's on the level of like the very best Highlander episodes, but uh, I like this one. 3.5. Dead Red. All right. Keith, how many uh, hunks of dead meat hanging in the meat locker would you give this episode? <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, I guess we'll do the full chicken nugget combo. Give a five Ooh. pieces of dead meat. This is a five. five I love it. Yeah. I Wait, do you get only five nuggets in a combo? I don't know what comes in these things. I don't, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I assume there's five nuggets. Four teams seems like too little. Four is too little. Is it? Do, would you get a, is, is it a six? You think nugget? there's six in there? That's. I think like, there's six. I don't know. Who knows? But there's, I'm giving it a five. I'll take five nuggets. Uh, I think this episode's great. I think the writing is really funny. I think, I don't know, everything about this episode, I feel like, comes together. Uh, the sound effects are great. Like, th there's all this just, like, extra shit. Like, this episode could have really, I think, probably not worked as well as it did. Like, something about this feels like it all came together so perfectly. Um, the jokes are funny. The improv is funny. The filming is great. Like it does have some great ambiance and mood to it. Like when the lights mm -hmm. go out, like, I don't know, it's, it's got this like classic mystery, uh, you know, sort of thing, uh, vibe going for it. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's just so much fun. Uh, and seeing Fitz, we didn't even kind of bring that up that like, this is, I guess our second, our only our second time seeing Fitz since his death. Right. I think. Uh, I think. No, I think it's more. Because there's more, he has more dead appearances than alive appearances. Than alive appearances, it was we saw him until death, and then, huh? I'm not sure, but I don't know. I think this is cool. It was an entirely flashback episode, which we've not seen in a little bit. Uh, so that's another cool thing about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is great. I think this. Uh, I don't know. I'll just keep saying it's great. I've literally, I'm like, what am I talking about? I sound like a moron. Uh, it's a five. I like it. Here, here. Uh, <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> It's a five, six coming to Chicken Nugget. Happy Ooh. meal. Really? Six. Wow. Did they, was it always six? Is that 2020 Nugget numbers? Ooh. That I don't know. Hey, 2020 right. is not that bad if we got an extra <laughs> Nugget. <laughs> more nugs out of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That is a plus. 
It's a plus, plus one nugget. Yep, got to move those mm. dead chickens. Um, all right, so uh, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, so thanks again for joining us this week. Uh, we're really excited because next week is going to be a special episode. Chronicle Ooh. number 22 is coming up, and we have author Jonathan Melville joining us who wrote the new book, A Kind of Magic, the making of the original Highlander movie. Um, and we really can't wait uh, for you to hear the interview. And what's going to be cool is we have a contest that we're going to be doing. So you can win uh, a copy of the book yourself. And we've got two copies that we're going to be giving away. So make sure to tune in next week and stick around to the end so you hear the rules of the contest. Uh, it's going to be pretty simple. Uh, everyone's going to be able to join in and uh, hopefully win a book. So very cool. We can't wait for that. And then we'll be back uh, the week after that with the following episode, which will be uh, episode eight, I guess, Justice. So that'll be exciting. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's next week. Uh, excuse me. Wait. Did I just say Jonathan Melville was on next week? You did. Jonathan Melville is on next week. Yes, the week after this. Wow. Guys, on these calendars and COVID, woo. It's uh, Yowza. It's dates and deets, they get crossed when we record the episodes, when they come out. Sometimes they don't all line up with when we do it. So uh, anyway, stay Justice. tuned for that episode next week. Uh, I think I forgot mid-sentence that they're watching the episode that we're recording. Mm. That makes sense? And yeah. I was like, so, oh boy. <sighs> quarantine uh. brain. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, for joining us this week. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amy. Bye. Bye. Bye.